Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Oh, what a mighty God we serve, y'all. What a mighty God we serve. I'd like to welcome everyone this morning, those watching by internet this morning, to glory way at the cross. We're fixing to preach God's word, believe God for a mighty move of the Spirit this day. And those that's listening to it, wherever you may be today, I'm going to believe that the Holy Ghost will be right there and touch you also this day. It doesn't matter if you're on the other side of the world. We serve a God that can touch you wherever you're at this very moment. You may be as high as a kite on drugs today out there and just wake up and all of a sudden you tune in. But I'm here to tell you God can touch you today and deliver you from where you're at right now. We're going a message this morning entitled... The new norm. Have you heard that recently? Every time I hear that, it makes me mad. Huh? Well, the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. Huh? Y'all looked at me like, Brother Ronnie, you ain't ever supposed to get mad. I get mad every time I hear them say, this is the new norm. The new norm is not for me to run around with a mask on my face the rest of my life. I serve a God greater than that. I want to, I want two scriptures in Isaiah 59 verse 1 and verse 2. And I want you to look at this scripture. God showed me this scripture this week. Isaiah 59, verse 1 and 2. He says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. God's still all-powerful. He can still save you. He, he, He can still hear you. But he says, listen to this. But your iniquities, oh my goodness, have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's, that's, whew. That scripture there is a lie. I feel it every time I read it. I feel the presence of the Lord right there. God's hand is not shortened, the Bible says. He's still all powerful. In a day that we live in today and all the, excuse me, but all the hell is going on in this world today. Huh? God's hand is still not shortened. He's still strong. God can still save this nation. Hey, we're living in a place right now. Folks need to get saved. We don't need to join a church somewhere, but we need to join Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the bright and the morning star, the fairest of 10,000. Oh, my Lord, this morning we need to join Jesus. 
Jesus still saves. He's still all-powerful. But there's a problem. Read the scripture again. Huh? He said, but your iniquities have separated. Isn't that what he said? Between you and your God. Now you think you're going to make heaven with sin in your life. You're not going to make it. There's a separation there. He said, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Now, I look at it like this, and I heard a preacher preaching. I don't know if he used this scripture or not. I wasn't wasn't into this preaching stuff back then. (laughs) But... (laughs) Y'all laugh at me. (laughs) But... I heard him preach a message similar to this, and he talked about building a wall. And every time that you sin, there's something else put up there between you and God. And we keep getting it up there until that sin hides God's face from us. He can't hear us. When there's sin in your life, the only thing that God's going to hear from you is a prayer of repentance. And I ask you the question this morning, how many repentance have you heard lately? I remember whenever they used to repent, as Jerry Clyer talked about the Mississippi squirrel getting loose in the church house that day, and they all began to tell their sins and what happened and what took place. Let me tell you what, people used to repent of their sins. But not anymore. What happened? Did we quit sinning? No. No. I believe we're worse than what they... Well, I know we are. Because we're exposed to more. But he kept talking about that wall being built. And that stuck in my mind how that whenever you sin, you just put another brick on that wall. Another brick between you and God. I would hate to catch myself in a situation. <laughs> You've heard me, and I guess it brought it back to my mind as I was reading this, but you've heard me tell about the day that uh, Gail and I, Sister Gail and I had to wreck. It was this week, 23 years ago, that that happened. It was before Gloryway come into existence. But God knew that it was going to be that way. And we had been up there to see her dad. He was dying. Knew he wasn't going to live many more weeks. And we were coming back and I was nervous the whole trip. She had me in a little old Jeep Cherokee right-hand drive. And she was driving. (laughs) 
Every time I'd meet one of those log trucks or something, I'd just nearly about screamed. It looked like she was going to run me right into it. And we were coming down that road, and, and all of a sudden, she dropped off the right side of that road, and it was a deep drop-off like. And as we all do, she overcorrected whenever she'd come back in. We were running about 70 miles an hour. When it happened, took place, and that, and that Jeep started doing like this, around and around and around. And I know probably we made three, four, five circles down the middle of that road and me trying to fight to get to that steering wheel to straighten it up from across the car. I finally got a hold of it, and I got that thing, it caught we went airborne. There was a, tr a fence there and a big pine tree. And the only thing that I knew to do was say, Jesus. We were airborne. And when I said Jesus, you can believe it or not, doesn't make me any difference. It's the truth. God reached down or sent an angel or something. And he got a hold of that car. And he eased it down. Now we went over a five foot net barbed wire fence. Let's see. Had barbed wire, not net wire. We went over the top of that, never touched it. And you know if you're that high in an automobile, it's going to jar you when it hits the ground. Right. We sat down like we're sitting down on a pillow. That's right. And I looked at her and she looked at me. Said, praise the Lord. I got out, took the man's fence down, drove out put his fence back up and went on down the road. Now if I'd have had a wall of sin between me and God no. well, isn't that what the Bible said that it separates between huh? separates between now, if I'd had a bunch of sin built up there in my life and I'd had to pray over those things before I could get God to hear me, what did he say? He hid his face. That he would not hear? Isn't that what he said? Yeah. If I'd had to pray about all of the sin in my life before God could have heard me, we would have already crashed. But instead, all I had to say was Jesus. Jesus' new glory way was going to be built before I did. He said, I, when I said Jesus, something got a hold of that car. That's right. And y'all, it, it didn't jar anything. 
All I could say was, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I am thankful that there's not a wall of sin that I hadn't talked to God about. And how easy it is to just talk to God. In 1 John, 1st chapter, 8th verse, look at how simple. He says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Hey, if you say, a lot of folks don't think they sin. They think they're good people. But the Bible says all have sinned in the book of Romans. All have sinned and come short. Huh? That's right. Everybody does. He said, but if we confess our sins, listen to this. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of those sins. How simple that is. But so many today never take the time to ask God for forgiveness. So many today you never hear of people repenting anymore. The new norm. I don't like the new norm. I don't like it whenever we got a bunch in Washington that is so full of hate. Huh? They're so full of hate. They have hatched that hate out until it has taken a hold of them. And you can look at them and you tell that they're full of the devil. And all their whole agenda is is to destroy. And the new norm is just to destroy. We go through one thing and then here we go. We've got this virus. They want everybody to run around with a mask on the rest of their life. I don't like the new norm. I don't even want to hear about the new norm because I know it's all from the devil. The next thing, if you watch it, one thing will get going and dying down a little bit and they'll create something else. They saw the opportunity whenever the black man, the policeman killed him. And now we've got Rights and protest everywhere, and the majority is it of it is they're not worried about whether that man got killed or not. The thing that they are concerned about is being able to get some Nike tennis shoes somewhere That's right. to loot and to destroy. Right. Now, when this dies down, if you'll watch it, there'll be something else. But it's because. Simply because hate has built up in those people. 
And it's going to destroy America if the church does not get saved. Brother Ronnie, you're talking about the church getting saved. Yeah. The church needs to get saved. Well, Brother Ronnie, how do you know that? Because nobody ever repents. Nobody ever asks God for forgiveness. And we wonder why we're in the shape that we're in. God, why didn't God answer that prayer for me? God didn't answer it because sin has his face hid from you. The wall is built up there. And how easy it is, he said, if you just ask forgiveness of those sins. He said he's faithful and just forgive us of the sin. The one I think about, and I've got to hurry, but the one that I think about in, in all this is David. David, to me, he was the most, I, I don't really know how to say it, the most human person, as they tell about David. David sinned, but there's one thing about David when he sinned, he knew that he needed to ask God for forgiveness. David had just sinned in Psalm 51, and I'm going to read several verses here so that it'll all tie in with you. But David had just sinned as he had gone into Bathsheba. He said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. When is the last time that you prayed and said, Lord, blot out my transgressions? Amen. But, Brother Ronnie, the new norm is that we're supposed to all be kings and queens. Huh? We're all supposed to be good and holy. When's the last time you got mad at somebody? When's the last time you popped off some little cuss word? Mm. We're human. But God, David knew that. He asked him to forgive him. He said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Listen to this. For I, ha- for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Oh. Hey, whenever we acknowledge it, we're not perfect. God can work with us. There wasn't but one perfect one. His name was Jesus, and they crucified him. Huh? He said, against thee, thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, 
I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. He said, Purge me with a hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. It says, Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. He said, Hide thy face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. He said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Oh, how, how David knew that he couldn't get along without the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know today that if you're here today and you ain't got the Holy Spirit, that you're in trouble. This thing is getting ready to wrap up, and I believe God's going to get us ready for it. He said, listen to this, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Oh, Lord. You remember when you got saved? Oh, how happy. How happy we was. Oh, but then we have to go to church. And we get around these church folks that ain't saved. And the first thing you know, our joy is gone. You know what you're supposed to do whenever the devil steals your joy? Get it back. You can't let him have it. Get it back. If it's sin there, take it to God. Ephesians 6. Chapter 10. Everybody knows this. He said, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. (laughs) The whole armor of God. How many put it on this morning? Oh, brother, I was just going to go to church. How many put it on last week? You didn't put it on because there's too much sin in there and it won't fit you. Well, Brother Ronnie, I wish you would preach something that we could just throw our babies in the air. And everybody be happy. I'm going to tell you what, when you get saved, you'll be happy. Amen. But first thing you got to do is get saved. Oh, I'm preaching good. Ain't nobody shouting, nobody clapping, but I'm telling you what, I'm preaching a good message this morning. 
But I, I have learned this thing over this coronavirus and everything. Hey, I've preached for eight weeks without nobody being here. And I've learned I can preach to empty seats. I can preach to empty anything. I can preach to that wall. I can preach to that camera. I can preach to anything. I don't have to have an audience to preach. Hey, he said if two or three had come together and be in it. Woo, my goodness, he'd be there. And when he gets there, that's all it takes. But I'm here to tell you today, if there's sin in your life, God's not going to hear anything from you. Brother Ronnie, all he's going to hear from you is repentance. He said, if you ask forgiveness of your sin, I'm faithful and just to forgive you your sin. I'm going to end this with this verse of Scripture that you've heard over and over and over again. In Second Chronicles, 7th chapter, 14th verse. We have read it. We have preached from it. But it still hasn't got there yet. Second Chronicles. 7th chapter, 14th verse. If my people... Now, he's not talking about the world out there. (laughs) Hey, God knows all about us. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves... That's the first thing you got to do. You got to get rid of that pride... That pride, whew, it'll take you down. He said to humble yourself, he said, and pray. How much time did you spend in prayer this week? And pray and seek my face. God, what do I need to do? God, which direction do I need to go? Talk to God. Seek my faith, he said, and turn from their wicked. Oh, my goodness, he's talking about church folks. Huh? He's talking about his people. If you belong to God, he said, if they'll turn from their wicked ways. I, I watched a fella yesterday, got tickled at him, really. I don't, I don't think he even told my wife about this. Wasn't yesterday, whatever day we, we went to Wally World. And I, I got my stuff done, but, you know, it takes the wife a little longer than me to get hers. So I went back to the truck and played with Bear Boy. That's my little dog. I went back to the truck and I watched people. And I watched one fella, he liked uh, Coors Light. And, uh, but he it, bought it in them little mini cans, and the six-pack ain't about like that. This little fella, well, he, he put it in that buggy, and he stacked stuff all around that buggy. He didn't know I was in that truck watching him. He stacked that stuff all around that little six-pack of Coors Light. And he got down to where he's going to have to uncover it, where people see him. And he he 
he did like this and he put that thing in his car and I thought the whole time brother you looking all the way around but you need to be looking up huh <laughs> hey don't nobody repent no more they don't repent because they don't really believe there's a God up there. Boy, it's got quiet in here. And I, it got quiet in here and I started talking about that cooler light. <laughs> I better move right on. <laughs> he said, if they would turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Now, what does that make you think of when he said, then I will hear from heaven? Well, let me turn back over here where we started at. And let's read that again. In 59, he said in this verse 2, he said, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sin have hid his face from you that he will not hear. And he said, God said here in Second Chronicles, he said so plainly there, he said, Then will I hear from heaven. That's after forgiveness of sin. That's after prayer. That's, that's not like the new norm that we're having. But that's going back to the old days. I remember a move of the Spirit right in this country across here. Yes. That it wasn't anything to drive down Highway 126 or 505 or, or, or the road that I live on and find two men stop praying together. It was a time that the Spirit of God moved across this area but the devil couldn't stand it and he stirred it up and it was just, it just taken away turn from their wicked ways he said then I'll hear from heaven I will forgive their sin who's he talking to his people he said, and we'll forgive their sin and we'll heal their land. I want you to know that our land needs healing. It doesn't, want, it doesn't, it doesn't need to become a new norm. Huh? But it needs healing. We need, we're living in a time now, brother and sister, we're living in a time now that this nation needs healing. If it continues to go like it's going right now, there's going to be a civil war in this nation. This nation is going to be split in half. And our kids are going to see things that you've never seen because that spirit of hate has invaded Washington, D.C. And they have pushed it out across this nation. And it's going to take the church people to get back to the place to where they don't accept the new norm, but they go back to Jesus again where they used to be at. Would you stand with me this morning, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.